Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you are here with me today. How are you doing, my friend? How are we feeling today? So you may hear in my voice that I am a little bit under the weather. I've been fighting this cold for a while. I honestly truly feel okay. Like I honestly truly feel better and my nose and my face is not following along with this recovery process. So here I am, a little bit of raspy voice, a little bit of the sniffles, but an important conversation to have today. So I'm excited to be here with you. We believe that we are now at the end of April. We've done it. We've finished this Canadian winter. I know we've been spring for a while now, but it's starting to actually feel like spring now and slowly moving towards the summertime, which is really exciting. I hope that you feel excited about it too. And I know that this transition period can often be difficult when we are healing our relationship with food and our body. There's a little bit more emphasis on bodies over the summer times, which I think during the winter time, it can be very protective in terms of body image because we can hide a little bit more. We tend to hibernate a little bit more, stay inside a little bit more, which we may not do in the summertime. So if you want to take a moment right now, just to check in with yourself and how we're feeling about this new transition. What thoughts do we have around food in our body as summertime is coming along? Maybe some of you listening are starting to feel a bit more stressed around the temperature changing and what it's going to mean. Maybe some of you are further along in your healing journey and you're like, I cannot wait for my first summer without diets. And maybe some of you are like far, far along in the journey that you're like, temperature change like means nothing to me. (laughs) Right? Wherever you are, check in with yourself on how we are feeling about it. Today, I want to have a conversation about food psychology. As you know, if you have been listening to my podcast for a while, or if you're new to my podcast, I really believe in an approach with food where we combine nutrition and psychology. I believe that we can't just speak about food without talking about our mindsets, our emotions, our behaviors, our thought processes, our beliefs. I believe that both of these things go together. Very rarely do I sit in my office with clients and tell them that vegetables are healthy, (laughs) right? Like food is not just about the actual food. It's not just about what we eat. Now, I do have to say as a dietitian, if I put my dietitian hat on, I know that food is important. We had a podcast episode in March to talk about the importance of food and the different degrees of importance. So You can go back to listen to that episode if you want to have that conversation around what we eat. And I know that what we eat is important, right? And like for each and every one of us that will defer and like nourishing our body in a way that we can feel good is important. I believe that the how we eat is 
equally, if not more important. And that's what I want to talk about today. This is the piece where we really mix food and psychology together to really understand ourselves better, to understand our own patterns and triggers and behaviors. A couple of weeks ago, I did a presentation for a tech company, and the whole presentation was about creating a healthy relationship to food and a positive relationship with food. And the way that I structured the presentation, we started to talk about why we have an unhealthy relationship with food and where does that actually come from? Because I think in order to actually have a good and positive relationship with food, we need to bring awareness to now but also the understanding of like how we got to here. And I drew this picture of like from baby to today, like what are all of the things since you can remember that you have been told about food, about the way that you eat, about specific types of food. And if you think back about your own like food history, you've probably gotten thousands and thousands and thousands of messages about food that today will impact the how you eat right? Because how we eat is impacted by different things, such as one, our emotions, which we'll talk about, and two, our thought processes and beliefs. Those two things are extremely impactful. And then we have additional things that impact, such as like context and social environment. So when we think about how we eat, why is that important? Why is it important to think about not only what we eat, but now the relationship we have with the actual behavior of eating? Well, for multiple reasons, my friends, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into it. Hey, hey, I'm just stopping this podcast episode to let you know about our emotional eating workshop that is coming in so soon. It's happening next week, my friend. May 2nd to 4th, I will be going live over three days to talk about emotional eating, support you in understanding what are your triggers, what are your emotional eating tendencies, and how do we start managing emotional eating with kindness? And then we're going to talk about how do you become an empowered eater? How do we really focus on a relationship with food so it feels a lot more fluid, a lot more gentle, and a lot more aligned? On that note, if you're interested in joining this free workshop, you can go to www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash workshop. I hope I get to see you in next week's workshop. All right, back to the episode. So when we think of the how we eat, this part is actually really important because when we think of having a good relationship with food, 95% of the work has to do with how we eat over what we eat. Again, what we eat is important, but that's the behavior, right? That's the part that once we heal, it gets a little bit easier to focus on the what and how to nourish. But before we can even get to that piece of like gentle nutrition, we need to get through the thickness and like the muddiness of how I feel about my relationship with food and how I eat. This will impact my relationship with food, but my relationship to self and body afterwards too. It impacts us as a whole. Because if I take an example of if I feel a lot of stress when I eat, a lot of guilt and shame when I eat, it will impact not only the foods maybe that I pick, it may also impact the speed I wish I eat. It may also impact the way that I'm actually able to digest and absorb the food because there may be more stress in my system. Digestion is stress. We'll do a full podcast episode on this. 
But then it may also continue to impact me afterwards. So once I'm done the meal, I may continue to feel the guilt and the shame afterwards, which will then impact my day. So we can see how important the how becomes because the how is everything. How I engage in it really will dictate everything else physically and psychologically. This is the part that we don't spend enough time working on. I think a lot of us, we love like the checklist. We love the meal plans. We want to have like, just tell me what to eat. Just tell me what to do. As humans, we love that because we're like, check, check, check. Look at me. Like I'm doing so great. It doesn't help us with the how. It doesn't help us actually relate to food differently and change that relationship with food. And once we can change the how, again, the what becomes very simple. Now let's talk a little bit more deeper around the how. And I want us to talk about first the emotion piece. Our emotions and how we feel around food will highly impact the way that we eat. It can impact it in the sense of, for example, emotional eating, right? So when I have an emotion that drives me to eat, but it can also impact in terms of like stress and guilt that we may have before, during, and after meals. And we know that stress before meals and stress overall in meals can really impact the way that we then digest and absorb our nutrients. So when it comes to emotional eating and the way that our emotions will impact our food, there's different ways that we can manage this more kindly and really understand that relationship a little bit better. Emotionally eating itself is really not bad, right? And I feel like I've said this a thousand times on this podcast. Emotional eating is not bad, but we want to learn to manage it differently and relate to it differently if it's creating a lot of distress. And if this is something that you want to lean more on, if you're interested in this piece of emotional eating, if you consider yourself to be an emotional eater, then I will invite you to join me in a free workshop where we're really going to dive deep on this piece of emotional eating. Like it's a three-day workshop. This is a lot of exploration when it comes to emotional eating. So May 2nd to 4th, I'm going to be going live in a private Facebook group where we're going to talk about emotional eating, how to identify your trigger, understand your emotional patterns, and then how we can manage with kindness. So if you're interested in learning more about emotional eating, go check out the workshop. It's free. I hope that you join us. You can go at www.thebalancepractice.com forward slash workshop. This is for the emotion parts. Then there's the food beliefs that we have and the food thoughts that will also impact the how of food, right? If I believe that what I'm doing is good or is bad or different rules that I may have around food will impact the way that I feel when I'm approaching that meal. So really checking with the way that I relate to different foods. A lot of us can feel very disempowered in our own relationship with food. A lot of us start, you know, maybe following plans from a very, very young age. So we may not actually know how to nourish ourselves without those external cues. So when it comes to actually the behavior of eating, our brain can feel pretty chaotic with a lot of different thoughts, right? Each and every one of us are sitting here today, or if you're walking or whatever you're doing as you're listening to the podcast with different sets of rules and beliefs that you have acquired about food. All of those thoughts and beliefs are impacting the behaviors of eating, right? They're impacting the way that we are able to eat. 
and enjoy eating or not enjoy eating. So we can see the impact of the way that we think about food and relate to food and how it's actually going to translate in the behavior of eating the food. And again, if I have a very restrictive mindset around food, food in itself can feel very, very stressful. Food can feel very guilt-ridden, which we know can lead to less satisfaction of the meal, can lead to increased stress, which leads to poor digestion, and can also lead to overeating, right? Or even past point of satiety. So all of these things are influenced by the relationship that we have with food, not the food itself. I'm curious on how this is settling in for you as we talk about these topics around food and really try to think about how do you eat? Not just what you eat, but how does it feel for you to have your meals? Are they pleasurable times? Are they stressful times? Do you enjoy the meal times? Is it a time for yourself where you're taking care of yourself or does it feel like a chore? Really reflecting on how the eating periods in your life currently feel like. And if they don't feel good, this is where we do the work. And we want to be able to make those periods of eating probably more enjoyable. Although like food doesn't always have to be fun. We want to be sure that we're still being able to either be neutral and or pleasurable. And that food gets to play that role for us where it's not restrictive and it's not like heavy and taking away from us. Food psychology is really important when we are thinking about wanting to have a good relationship with food, when we're wanting to heal from years of eating disorder or disordered eating, when we're wanting to be in a position where food can just feel a little bit easier, a little bit more you know, streamlined and just not the heavy task, we really need to look at the how of eating. All right. So today I really invite you to start reflecting on how that feels for you. The how of the how, how you are currently feeling around the behavior of eating over just what we are eating, how we make the food decision, how we feel when we arrive to meals. And if there's anything in your eating that you currently want to change and what would that look like for you? I really think that the first step in change is awareness. And when we're able to bring that awareness in, then we're able to make significant change. And again, once we are able to work on the how and we make that a lot more aligned, then the what comes a much more easy. All right. So that is it for today, my friend. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I'd love to hear from you. If you go to the Balanced Dietitian on Instagram, comment on my latest post, comment on the podcast post. Let me know what you thought about this podcast and let me know what you want to hear in the upcoming weeks. This podcast is really meant to support you in your own relationship with food, bring you tons of valuable nuggets. So I'd love to hear from you and what you want to learn next. And if you've been enjoying this podcast episode, please don't forget to review, rate, and share this podcast with others. This really helps us spread the message and we appreciate it so, so much. On that note, my friend, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day and we'll catch you in the next episode.